Hey, Nathaniel Hackett, whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out. This is The Rich Eisen Show, live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. As for the Chargers, the stuff they're running with... Justin Herbert makes it seem like they don't know who they really have there. It just seems to me like watching paint drive. Earlier on the show, Prime Video Thursday Night Football Analyst, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. Coming up from the CBS drama CSI Vegas, actress Mark Helgenberger. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Thank you. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Chris Carter and my power rankings last hour. Great conversation of where we think Odell Beckham Jr. might wind up. If you missed any of it, stay right here because the Roku channel 210, our show re-airs right after this hour in which we have Marg Helgenberger of CSI Vegas. And the latest, we got a little Helgenberger and Roethlisberger this hour. Love it. Because Big Ben has chimed in on the subject matter of Tom Brady. Oh, yes, sir. We had Ryan Fitzpatrick on in hour number one of Amazon <laughs> Prime uh, video now, and uh, he talked about uh, TB12 a little bit. We'll, we'll replay some of that before we go out of Dodge. And then if you missed any of hour number one or two, well, there are so many different ways that um, you're out of excuses, quite frankly, um, because not only do we re-air on channel 210 on the Roku channel, which is free on all Roku devices, Amazon Fire TV, Samsung Smart TV, the Roku app, and the RokuChannel.com. But on the Roku channel app or home pages or the Roku channel itself, guess what? There's something called the Rich Eisen Show Collection. Mm. And it's a video-on-demand service. You can watch the entire episode again whenever you want. And you can also find our videos sitting right there. Our YouTube page is also a nice backstop, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Please consume our show there and hit us with a, a follow. And the same thing if you want to listen to our podcast version of this show on demand whenever you want for your ear gate, hit us with a subscription on the Cumulus Podcast Network where all podcasts can be acquired. Please do all that. So we got ourselves Marg Helgenberger coming into studio and she hasn't been here in eight years. Crazy. So that'll be a fun conversation with her. We got a good celebrity true or false set up for, for Marg. And we'll uh, talk CSI with her. People love those. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. And there's actually on the Rich Eisen Show collection page a, a whole bunch of our, our uh, celebrity true or false segments. Those are fun times. We go deep diving into pop culture worlds with our celebrity guests. We have not heard from Tua Tungo Vailoa since that awful night on Thursday night. We talked about Tua with Ryan Fitzpatrick in hour number one. He was there for Prime Video's coverage of Thursday night football when the Bengals and Dolphins played one another and Tua got thrown to the turf. Warren Sapp even said uh, last week that he thought Tua should have just braced himself for the fall instead of trying to throw and make too many plays. But uh, Tua, as we all know, uh, had a dreadful fencing response. Now, uh, the fencing response is when your arms go up in the air, and a lot of players back in the day did not know that that was uh, their teammate asking to be helped up. It's actually a, a, a natural response when your brain is concussed that um, your arms just go up in the air. But I'd never seen what, it, what was happening with his fingers. It was terrible. Frightening. Uh, Tua is returning, it appears, this happened in week four for the week seven Sunday nighter on NBC between Pittsburgh and Miami. This was his accounting of that night three weeks later. You remember much about that night? 
Yeah, I remember the entire night up to the point where uh, I got tackled. Uh, but yeah, after after I got tackled, I, I don't remember uh, much from from there getting carted off. I don't remember that. Um, mm. But I do remember, uh, you know, things uh, that were going on when I was in the ambulance and then when I arrived at the hospital. Wow. Serious business. Man, I just hope this guy protects himself. And as you know, concussions apparently become easier to occur once you've suffered a significant one like he has. You know, my heart's going to be in my throat on Sunday night watching this. And uh, again, I, I, I still, I still don't understand how he was on the field that night. And I know that the league said he was checked out as if he was in the concussion protocol, but he wasn't. And the fact that he wasn't and was being investigated at the time as to what was happening with the independent neurologist in Miami, what was happening with the team doctor's evaluation of him in Miami on that Sunday before that Thursday night, that Sunday comeback win against Buffalo, which is still their last win. You know what? How was he allowed to play if there was still an investigation going on as to why he was returned to play four nights before? I just still don't know, and I'm assuming that did lead to the reaction that we saw on the field that night. I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. But my heart's going to be on my throat Sunday night. That's for damn sure. He's expected to go, and he's missed two games, and hopefully that has been long enough for him to heal. Hopefully that will work for them. Because Miami, again, has not won since that day. And Pittsburgh is coming. Pittsburgh just beat Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is coming, and this is exactly why Tomlin never has a losing season. Because he has a team play like they did last week. They're one and four, and they're not giving up. Now they're two and four. They can get to three and four. And the Pittsburgh Steelers after that is at Philadelphia before a bye. It would be just like the Steelers to do this, right? Remember the Steelers were the team, you know, that uh, there's just, it would be just like them for the Steelers to go ahead and win these next two and go into their bye week at four and four and say we're back. Laugh all you want, but who knows? It would be just like them to win this one and then be the first team to beat Philadelphia on the year. With like Trubisky starting? Yeah. You know, not or, even, or no, not. or Trubisky coming in like a relief pitcher. Like Pickett starts each one, and sometimes he's in, and sometimes he's not, <laughs> or Pickett goes in and starts balling out. Because I'll tell you who's appeared for the first time over the last two weeks is George Pickens. Mm-hmm. The two of them have a bond, and that's a guy who can – and Claypool you know, showed up when yeah. Trubisky found him in the end zone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We just like him. Just get that sense. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. And uh, I'm going to, you know, here's here's what we're going to do in advance of uh, our annual tradition now of predicting who's going to win the NBA campaign that's just begun. Let's do it. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to become a Memphis Grizzlies fan. I'm in. I think you should. I'm going to. I'm in. I'm going to hop on that bandwagon. I'll do it. Fun team. There's a lot of bandwagons to hop on. I'll hop on that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it. And it's going to start tonight with, against the Knicks, my old former team. I hope Dolan's going to be there sitting in the front row seat. It'll be great. Oh, I have nothing but distaste and dislike for that man like a, and his like ownership a, like of this hat? team. What's he wearing tonight? Yeah, what's he wearing? Well, it's going to be a scarf. 
You know, probably be drinking coffee. Ignoring whatever fans that might be there. <laughs> or you might not be there, I don't know. But I do like, man, I do like Thibodeau. I do like the coach. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Um, here we go. I got it right last year. Let's do it. The it being who's winning the NBA championship. Who wants to go first? You go first. I go first. Yeah. So right. I guess since I got it right last year, oh and you, since you I did? won I uh, the Rich that. Eisen Show Fantasy League uh, wow. as well. I had oh. no idea. I mean, I, wow. I, I, I was living my best life. How, who had any? I mean, I did that en route to Michigan beating Ohio State, and it's still going. It's still going. That's why I put my best life. That's why I dubbed you a basketball Okay, guy. nobody said last year the Warriors were going to win when I said the Warriors are going to well, win. Stephen A. claims he did, Rich. Okay, then I'll, right. I'll, I'll take him at his word. That's what he's claiming. Um, here we go. I'm going to, and just because I just proclaimed my love for the uh, my newfound love, I'm becoming a Memphis Grizzlies fan, uh, I'm going to take John Morant to win the MVP, but they're process of winning as well as they go oh, i hope that they will and morant being the mvp of the league they're going to get derailed in the playoffs by the defending champs who are going to win it all again i'm going with the warriors winning it again oh, wow. and ice have they're going to beat the atlanta hawks i don't have the atlanta hawks coming out of the east nobody's talking about them either Ooh, wow last year no one was talking about the celtics at this time i have a feeling like trey young and murray and nate mcmillan is going to be coach of the year type stuff they're going to be seated high enough where people are going to have to go in Atlanta, and it's going to be tough to knock them off. And I think Atlanta's going to make it all the way through, and the Warriors are just going to teach them how it's done for the future. And Paolo Banquero, that's my guy, out of Duke. Yeah, I'm going to take him as the Rookie of the Year in Orlando. So Morant and the Grizzlies are going to have a heck of a year, but the Warriors are going to teach him a lesson. And I've got the upstart, nobody's talking about him, Atlanta Hawks to win the East. I might be wrong. That's crazy. But I just decided I'm going to throw it out there and see if it sticks. Won't that be fun? Why not? That's what this is for. Okay. Christopher, what do you got over there? Yeah, look, I mean, it's finally the year. You saw it last night. I said it last year, too, and I was so close. So I think I'm going to get it this year. Jason Tatum is going to announce his presence with authority. He was first-team All-NBA last year, and he's going to take home an MVP this season. This is about the time when guys his age really make the leap, and he's going to do it. I'm with you on Paolo. Uh, he's got the shortest MV, uh, Rookie of the Year odds. So you're going with the Memphis And coach. I'm going with Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, I think if Memphis does what we think they can do, which is kind of make the Final Four and maybe get to the NBA Finals, he's going to be rewarded with Coach of the Year. And uh, look, they're the betting favorite, and I'm going to stick with my squad despite the offseason turmoil. I think the Celtics defeat the Warriors, pay back last year, and get banner eight. Well, if you think, hold on a second, just real quick, and and I obviously appreciate Taylor Jenkins of my Memphis Grizzlies being chosen as coach of the year. If Tatum's MVP and the Celtics wind up being good enough to position themselves for a championship run that they, you think is completed, and I know the voting's before the season, why wouldn't Joe Mazzulla get the coach of the year with everything that's gone on with Boston, why? Why well, wouldn't they he's, go? He's coming into a stack situation even before the Eme stuff. But the Celtics were the betting favorite, so maybe they're butt. not the one seed. Maybe you know, maybe okay. Brooklyn's good. Right. Maybe Milwaukee is fully healthy and they're the one seed. Like, I could see Boston being the three seed and still going to the finals. Okay. TJ, sir, you have the floor. Yes, sir. I, it, it's really weird how close we have all these picks. We don't look at each other's picks, but pretty dead on a lot of these. I, look, I'm Duke heavy in these first two categories. Jason Tatum, as I've consistently said, is going to haunt me for the rest of his career because the Sixers could have had him and they didn't. I've got him at 
MVP. Also, Paulo Banquero, another Duke guy, winning Rookie of the Year. My Coach of the Year, Taylor Jenkins, I guess, of your Memphis Grizzlies. Is that what we're... And now they are. They're, they're As Grizzlies? of about 10 minutes ago. Okay. And, um, <laughs> no, but I kind of dug. I'm from afar last year. <laughs> and for my NBA Finals matchup, look, I, I, I ran a lot of... You know, I did a lot of work. I put a lot of uh, did you? Because I thought you, may, I thought you gave your answer to the crew to make up for the graphic about forty minutes before the show. Yeah, uh, it was uh, a lot of work. No, well, say, when did you turn yours? In? Same thing, but okay, I'm not sitting yeah. here saying I crunch numbers. Like, well, I'm just saying, you know, like I'm an <laughs> analytics man. Well, because but, I didn't email it, I did. I have a model, Rich. I have a model. You have a model. Yeah. I put the mo- yeah. I put I some numbers know. in. I didn't know. And, and, and according to my model, my 20- on Instagram, you have that model. Yeah, yeah. my okay. twenty-three year wish. The 23-year journey is going to come to fruition, guys. And we're going to get an NBA Finals matchup of the Philadelphia 76ers hey! and the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh and who's going to win? Oh the winner's going to be me because... Even when you lose, I win. I mean, I'm saying, it doesn't matter. <laughs> One of these two teams is winning, and I'm going to be the happiest guy on uh, earth. I and that is my this. final matchup. And that is me, by the way, guys, at the 2009 NBA draft where... Blake Griffin was drafted number one. I wore a Sixers nice jersey and a Clippers jersey. And you provided that photo for this uh, for this uh, graphic. Well, who else could have provided? Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> not by a the way, if, let's just say if, <laughs> yeah, it's not getting it, if this happens, if this happens, do you think Doc Rivers will be the number one interviewed person or what for that uh, finals? Hey, Doc, what do you think? You're back in the finals. You're taking on the Clippers. Look who's standing in your team. way. Right. Okay. Um, wow. I, as you know, have been spending the last several. Weeks thinking about this. Even when you lose, I win. And I looked at you last week and I thought to myself, I, I told you I was talking myself into the Clippers winning yeah, the West. Just, what happened? I just, I, it, what happened was I just thought that if there's any team that's going to wind up using what happened between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole the to their benefit, it's this team. And that I can, I just thought to myself, you know, I always think about narratives, and that's a hell of a narrative to play out in the NBA Finals if it is Doc's former team and Doc's current team coming in and playing for each other. Look, it's, it's the a TJ pipe dream the for TJ me, right? Final, you know? no, no, but it is. I mean, dude, I mean, Kawhi and it's all about the Larry OB. Absolutely, that team is can put it together. You know that the Clippers and Lakers Thursday night are just going to be. Uh, I can't wait for that. I'll be honest with you. I, I definitely I have wait more, for it, but, I guess, more faith in the Clippers making it than the Sixers. But when it all comes down to it, I just feel nice. like I just saw in my head and I heard in my ears, you know, a conversation uh, amongst the NBA Twitterverse and on all the NBA shows. I just saw the conversation of February, right, right around maybe the All Star break, that. Man, that time that Kevon Looney got everyone in a room and put everyone together and the leadership skills of Draymond to do what he did and Jordan Poole being able to put aside his jaw for the sake of the team and a four-year deal. (laughs) And and Steve Kerr got everyone together and look at what the team's doing now. And it just was a, a building experience. It was it was something that, how about this one? You're going to see a narrative that it kind of had to happen. Get it all out there. And they were able to put everything out there. It was necessary. And, put, and close the book and turn the page before the season. You know, like it was brewing. Something was brewing. No one's going to ever really say what was brewing, but just admit something was brewing. Like I saw that conversation. And, and then I just see Steph Curry being Steph, man. And we saw last night the way he lost 
Anthony Davis, right? <laughs> With five different moves. I mean, and he does that. I know. Look, I'm just saying. I take. I take moments and I take thoughts and I put them together and it spits out. That's what I do. That's what I do. And that's how it worked last year for me. I, I envisioned, you know, warriors coming back from injury. Everyone's back together and watch them go. And that's exactly what happened. And I love being right. Really I don't know about the Hawks. The Hawks, I just figured, like, there's got to be somebody you don't see coming, right? Yeah. There's usually somebody you don't see How about Mari and Young? Nobody talks about it. No, that's a kind of an exciting young Damn backcourt. Damn straight. You know another team nobody's talking about? There are Cleveland Cavaliers, too. What's yeah. that going to look yeah, like? People are excited about that. Nobody's talking bit. about that. There's always going to be a newfangled yep. East Conference, Eastern Conference. The Hawks were kind of that two years ago. You know, the we all know the Raptors. Well, kind of a surprise. Year before. Had, yeah. Right? Heat. Team that, this is a team that definitely took my advice and didn't break Heat their team up for Giannis. Be in there. <laughs> but ever since that awful Giannis take, I've been on a roll. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a break. Marg Helgenberger is here to talk about her re-emergence in the CSI world universe. CSI Vegas' is Marg Helgenberger in studio when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Mark Helgenberger is here. We just saw a clip from CSI Vegas. It's so cool to see you back in this role. What oh, is it thanks. like? It's great. What's it like for you? What's it like for you? You know, it it feels, I mean, I loved playing that role for, I did it for 
almost 12 seasons initially. Mm -hmm. And I liked her passion mm -hmm. and her swagger and her spunk and her focus and her drive. And it was, it was, I knew that it was a role that, um, would be I could slide back into very easily, mm -hmm. and the whole group of folks, the cast, crew, producers, everybody were just incredibly welcoming and gracious towards me. So, it's, it's that's a kind of a rare opportunity for an actor to return to a a, a show yeah. with a whole new set of you know circumstances and actors and sets and whatever, and and feel pretty comfortable because you know when you start a new show, it's always like still finding your character, still finding the tone of the show, and building relationships. And I feel like I just kind of like. It was, it was nice. It was just a nice welcome homecoming, I guess. And it's kind of it, it's it funny in a way that again you were on the original CSI mm -hmm. crime scene investigation where they literally had to put it in the title what CSI stood for, right? And then all the other versions kept on coming out with different cities, yes, taking in the uh the being placed in the title. And now you're in CSI Vegas, which technically, if we didn't have to be explained what CSI stood for, that could have been the original title of the show, if you think about it. You know? Right. Back in Back when in the day. it was just a new show. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> show just that, the... that found its way on CBS on a Friday night at 8 p.m. Were you? Were <laughs> when you... they bury the time well, when they bury know. shows, right? You know, were you and William Peterson like stunned about the success of it back in the day? Where you looked at each other, going, "This is um, this is wild." You know, actually, right I now. do think I always believed in the show from re reading the pilot and then seeing it cut together. And right. I think Billy had a pretty strong feeling about it too. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, he wouldn't have committed to it because I think he was very very choosy still is pretty choosy about what he does mm -hmm. and but to for spinoffs happening like yeah. after two seasons and then after four seasons was so miami first then new york and yes. then cyber came much 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 later but um that and the, the global impact the show has had and the impact it's had on girls and young women wanting to go into the field and now most crime labs in the country mm -hmm. maybe the world even are run by women mm -hmm. and there's probably at least but probably more women now in crime labs than there are men and i that, that is something the influence that csi had on uh, on that type that gen that demography what am i trying to say demographic, demographic. yeah sure <laughs> um so and then i'm really proud of that actually that uh you know if you can see it you can be it that kind of a thing where if, if people would be our fans of something and they Oh, I'm going to grow up and be one, you know, and that's pretty cool. That How is, often does that happen? That is really cool. You know, and I and I have to thank you as well, Mark Helgen. Really? Yes, very much so. Because, you know, you, you you were last on the show. Chris, we determined it was 2014. We were just like two months old last yeah, time late, on this program. Late November 2014. Long time ago. And not only, uh, so thrilled that you're back here, but you're allowing me to tell you, thank you for the success of CSI Crime Scene Investigation, because without that, I would not have appeared in two episodes of CSI Miami, for which I am still receiving residual checks um, every now and then. Um, as I believe I played the role of reporter in one, or was it, and male reporter in another. Was that was that, I don't know what that yeah, I think was. Male reporter and then sports host. Sports host. Uh, I'm still raking in the checks. Eh, sometimes it depends on how many people in Latvia are watching it. Um, Oh, yeah, somewhere around two two dollars and maybe uh, fifty cents sometimes. So thank you for that. I appreciate. That. I'm I'm glad uh, that it's a major day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Every, I mean, the, the checks are rolling in and, and um, you know, and I think at one time uh, Caruso gave me a, a pair of sunglasses that I promptly lost. And that's something I, I, I'm very upset about. Do I have um, this correct? Did you did you play that whatever the, his, that character's name was? Uh, Horatio on, Kane. Thank you. I did. As uh, a matter of fact, do it uh, for the we, when the Super Bowl. Thank you. My gosh, that you would know this. Uh, I think we we talked about it the last time. Well, it was for the Super Bowl one in Miami that we just did a couple of. Oh. Um, I, I I did do a uh, a piece where I went to the crime lab set in Manhattan Beach. Okay, but since right. then I actually put on a wig and played the role of Horatio Kane. <laughs> there I am. Me. There I am, right there in the show open for uh, our Super Bowl appearances in Miami a couple of years ago. Wow. What do you that think? That is a red wig for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You're spot on. That's not my real hair. Um, <laughs> but you had but fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we got yeah. Rex Lynn, and he did the, his his character oh, as well. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a, I like Rex. He's one of my favorite people. Yeah, he's very cool. You know, he's with Reba. I did not know that. Yes. Really? Reba McIntyre. I'm not telling tales out of... Do we know this? Wow, Rex Rex and Reba. Wow. Damn. Do we know this? Yes. Wow. Yes. Isn't that a good, cute couple? I I would... I (laughs) I mean... Absolutely. That is a word for it. (laughs) I had no no idea. This is fantastic. Seriously, I'm not telling tales. They've been in award shows together and photographed and... Okay. Anyway, and I'm happy for them. Very very much so. Yeah. So thank you for your success is basically what I'm saying to you. CSI Vegas (laughs) uh, airs Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS and available to stream live and on demand on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I've got uh, a couple of questions for you through the lens of a, a, a game we like to play here called Celebrity True or False, where we read things about your biography and wonder if it's actually true or it's just the internet All being right. stupid. Okay, ready? Here hit we go. Uh, hit it. Uh, celebrity True or False with Marg Helgenberger right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Can you hit it? Here it is. Celebrity True or False. You can't there we go. That's our production value. Uh, setting it all up. All right. First that one. That was Jack you. Nicholson. That was, in fact, <laughs> yes. Uh, here we go. First up, celebrity, true or false. Uh, true or false, you began your career as a local weathercaster by the name of Margie McCarty. Is that true or false? True. What's mm-hmm. that all about? I was in college at uh, Kearney State College, which is now part of the University of Nebraska system. And okay. there was a man in my interpretation of drama class who was the regular weather guy, week, mm-hmm. the weekday guy, right? Yeah, they yeah. were looking for somebody on the weekends. And he said, you know, you might be, they're auditioning women. You might be right for this. And I thought, okay, I'll, what do I got? You know? Mm-hmm. And I just showed up and, you know, I, I had no idea what I was doing, of course. And I, I was it like so a green I, screen oh, and everything. Yes. Like and I ultimately just like, like, I winked into the, into the lens and that got me the job apparently. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, they didn't have to know anything about meteorology or anything. Just the wink did it anyway. So I did it for a one summer. And the reason I my name was Margie McCarty. Actually, I was known as Margie then. Mm-hmm. Um, but McCarty was my my, my, my paternal grandmother's maiden name. Okay. It's kind of has a, you know, mm-hmm. lilt to it. Right. Margie yes. McCarty. Anyway, so I had to change my name because the the anchor guy, the you know, the news guy was mm. named Harvey Knocklinger. And <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, no, she, no, he was the sports guy, Harvey Knocklinger. But, and the, the, the news person was a woman named Joyce Eisenminger. So they didn't want it to be the Knocklinger Eisenminger 
Helgenberger. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. <laughs> that was the reason. So I said, "Okay." What's his name? Harvey. That's Harvey Knocklinger. Boogie, Boogie Nights. <laughs> Harvey Knocklinger. <laughs> Harvey Knocklinger. N a c h l i n g e r. Harvey Knocklinger. That's, wow! So the, <laughs> I never even thought of it that way. <laughs> Nights, yes. Honestly, it sounds like somebody <laughs> named Harvey grew up on Mocklinger Lane, you know, like that's that, that whole game. So, so is there like a video out there? And here's Marty Believe McCarty it or not, with the there weather. Is, there, is. there is. Yes, I I even have a clip of it. I would have been able to. It's oh, like is that right? <laughs> Harvey like Mocklinger is a professor at the University of South Carolina. Damn. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you root for the Gamecocks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> These things just come out of my system. And... <laughs> so there's a video of like you smiling. Here's Margie McCarty with the weather. Like, like yes. that's it. God, it's got to see that. Oh, my God. Oh uh, my well, I'll have to come word. back. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. All right, next one up. Uh, true or false, Marg Helgenberger. Yep. Uh, earlier in your career, you made a guest appearance on Matlock. That's true. And, and 30-something? You were on both Yes, versions? yes. All right, I got to hear. You got a good Andy Griffith story? You got a good one at all? No, uh, not really? Okay, well, okay. he was lovely okay. towards me. But when we... Uh, he was introducing me to a young woman mm. my age. At the time, I was like 27. Okay. And he was introducing me to a woman, looked to me about my age. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, I'd like to introduce you to my wife. And <laughs> I, but some, thank goodness, something inside me said, don't laugh. Because I thought he was, first thought he was joking. But no, it was his wife. And then I guess she was with him until he passed. So it was really a legitimate, you know, like. Uh, so was the name of your episode Robbing the Cradle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There was like, a, I think there was a few people like Dick Godier. Do you remember Dick Godier? Of course. He, he, he was, a, he was a, a very funny actor. Yeah. Right? Back he in the was 70s, my true. lover. And he was a bad guy, and I somehow I get I got killed on that. Oh, it was no. it was a two part episode. That do, do we was, have the name of the episode, Chris? Do we have the name of the Matlock episode? It shot in Vegas, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. or part wow, of it. Look did. at you! It I know the Gambler. What's that? The Gambler. The gambler. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, it was. I think it was the season opener of uh, what year that was. I don't so are know. you getting residual checks from Matlock? I sometimes do. How much was it? Fifty. Oh, you know, cents? like eighty three cents and stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. But I do. Yeah. Uh, apropos nothing, I need to ask, uh, how, how did, did China Beach come along for you? That is a show I'm sure you still hear about every uh, now and then, right? Yes, I'm okay. still good friends with a lot of people okay. from that show. Um, how did it come about? Yeah, just, I mean, just, I knew it was a script when I read it. Right. I, I said, wow, this is this is a terrific, you know. And mm-hmm. set, for those, I guess, who don't know, you know, it's, uh, it was set in Vietnam, Vietnam. during the war. And yes. it was mostly told from the women's perspective. And my character was like this kind of mysterious woman like what is she she's not with the she's not a nurse she's not with the u.s so she's not a a red cross donut dolly and um she was just i don't know somebody ultimately she was a woman who serviced the you know the upper echelon Mm -hmm. and but also did all kinds of things had uh a beauty salon on the on the on the uh i said campus sure right (laughs) um because it was China Beach was also a tree. There was a triage unit there, but it was also where, and that was legit. There was back in the 
during the war in Da Nang, it was near Da Nang, mm-hmm. um, they had uh, an R&R uh, standards because it was near the beach. It right. was for guys, and I guess some women, mostly guys, right. that would go there to if they had like a week off just to kind of recoup sure. from being in the field. Well, I just remember the show and it being very popular and being very good. I remember watching it. Yeah, very dramatic, and it very was much. a great experience, and um, yeah. Loved it. Pretty actually. cool. Last one for you. True or false. Celebrity true or false with Mark Helgenberger. True or false. Even though the producers of the original CSI did not request it or require it, you attended actual autopsies over the course of the series so you could know what it would literally look like for research purposes. True. I did. Really? I, yes. Um, it was the, the coroner in Vegas in Clark County um, who had been a technical advisor. He was, uh, uh, you know, operating as an actual coroner still but he was also helping us out with technical terms etc his name was dr gary Telgenhoff. i don't think he's with us anymore mm-hmm. but he um he was a cool guy he had a rock band that they played like like death metal music <laughs> and um like he was, was that's what he moonlit doing yeah, is what you're saying yes uh-huh damn Vegas. and i know okay. um and it was uh it was intense i would as you imagine, can imagine. So, yes yeah. and it was um you know, it just feels like you you go through a couple of because their offices are just in you know boring kind of cubicles or whatever, and you go through a double set of doors, and all of a sudden you literally enter like a chamber of horrors mm-hmm. because it's right bodies everywhere and various um, types of decomposition. Did you so, really find it helpful? Did it really help you in the role? You know you what? Think? It's one of those things you can't unsee. Yeah, right. Because it's so the experience is is so overwhelming. This, the smell, the visuals, mm-hmm. and, and as it turns out, the one of the bodies that we that was being examined yes. or you know uh, autopsied, I should say, was because I had been on a ride along the day before, mm-hmm. and one of those ride alongs was um, the call came in as dead body at the Hard Rock, so I got to go into the room where this person, this body was, and that that man's body was was. They said, I think this will be you know, he'll be autopsied tomorrow. And I went, Oh, that will. So, and I, so I got to follow it and I, I, uh, you know, exchanged email addresses with the, the coroner. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Dr. Gary. It was another coroner. Cause she followed it through. Mm-hmm. So I found, I tracked the whole case and it was, then it involved like, it was, you know, it was drug and alcohol related, but the wife apparently like had, you know, filed a lawsuit against hard rock, I'm going on and on no, with this no, story. No, no but, it's, um, but this, is, this is actually, it became sounds, a civil like an, case. It sounds like an episode of the program. Well, because something. there was like suspicious cirques, you right. know, like the door was left ajar kind of, and there's like leaves on the back of his shirt. Sure. And, uh, and apparently he had been stumbling because he had been quite inebriated and hotel security, like in a wheelchair, wheeled him up to his room and just got him onto his bed. But they didn't. But her claim was that, well, somebody should have stayed with him. If he was that messed up, Yeah, somebody should have stayed with him. And they, they, she wanted somebody to to blame and somebody to pay the price for not following through with It her. sounds like an episode of the program. I, I, really well, like, yeah. So you yeah. got to actually see it in real life and then no doubt uh, something ripped from the headline in that respect. CSI Vegas airs Thursdays at 10 Eastern on CBS, available to stream live on demand in Paramount+. Plus. Catherine Willows is back, folks, and everybody check it out. Thank you for coming on here. Next time you come on, you got to bring that that uh, that open of your weather 
casting I or will, something like that? I will, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very, like, grainy and right. stuff because it's so old. But Margie McCarty doing her thing. Margie McCarty, <laughs> fantastic. And now you're back doing your thing as Catherine Willows again on CSI Vegas, Thursdays at 10 Eastern time. Margie, thanks for coming back. Thanks, Rich. Thanks again. for having me back. Let's do this before eight years are up again. Let's do this again. That's shocking. I know. It eight is. years. It has been that. I know, Damn. but it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, we got to gotta remedy that. I'm glad you're back here and again back on, on CBS. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show in a matter of moments. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 2000, 2008, 2022, when it comes to the economy, scary times, scary years, dot-com crash, housing crash, and whatever the hell we're going through right now. Over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need, however, because they know their lum- their, their numbers. And the reason why we say 31,000 businesses is because they rely on NetSuite. That's the number of businesses that rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system that gives you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting. You can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer is NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Earlier in the program, Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the program. Um, The folks at uh, Prime Video descending upon the spot where the Super Bowl is getting played this season, the end of the season, Arizona. The Cardinals at 2-4 and taking on the 2-4 and Saints. And man, do both teams need a win, huh? Or what? 
Big time. And the Saints in, in particular, though, um, just like the Cardinals, uh, two and four is right behind the leaders in the division at three and three. For the Cardinals, it's everyone else in the division is three and three. For the Saints, the two teams in front of them, the Falcons and the Bucks, are three and three. Next week, a week from tomorrow, week eight begins with the Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Tom Brady's coming to Amazon Prime Video. So I, in advance, asked Ryan Fitzpatrick, what is going on in his estimation with the Bucks? And he had something interesting to say about TB12. The Bucks to me, are just a team. I mean, he seems a little disinterested this season. It's It's been uh, interesting to watch because that's his thing has always been how focused he is, laser-focused all the time, whether it's an inferior opponent or a big you know, Sunday-Monday night game. He just always seems to be on it, and there's just something that feels a little off that's just missing this year. I, I compared it to 2019, which was his last year with, New England, I think is. Let's see, is that right? Yep, that is twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Where it's just something fell off of that offense, and you know he was exasperated all the time, and just not real happy with the way things were going. That being said, this Bucks team, Todd Bowles, always has an aggressive, great defense. You know they haven't been playing as well as they can lately, but they're going to sleepwalk their way to 10 and 7 and then hopefully everything gets right in the playoffs. I just feel like that's what this Tampa team looks like right now. You know, they've got a breather game in the Panthers this weekend and then we get to see them on Thursday night. Sleepwalk to 10 and 7. Disinterested. That's why Ryan Fitzpatrick's good at this TV thing. Mm. He's saying what's on his mind and he's saying it in a way that is um memorable. Sleepwalking to ten and seven, and if he is in fact comparing this to twenty nineteen, the um, twenty nineteen season for New England, one looks back on it, one and done. And Brady went through that with the general sense we all felt that he knew he was gone from New England. It was his last year. Does he have that same approach right now in Tampa? Or is it this is his last year in the NFL? And if it's his last year in the NFL, man, and he is disinterested and he is walking around sleepwalking, part of that might just be because he knows up front he's got an issue that's not fixable until somebody can come back healthy or somebody can start growing up fast. Man, you just get the sense and that he's not as into it. He said on his podcast, and I know that he's gotten some grief for it as well. He got on his get up. Let's go. Let's go, right? His let's go podcast, something along the lines of that when you go into a season, it's kind of like going on a military assignment. And clearly he doesn't mean that, you know, he's putting his life on the line. What he's saying is he's saying goodbye to his family. He's turning, he's going into a spot where, He's on assignment, right? On a tour of duty. He's locked in. I know that's what he's. That was his analogy. But to hear him refer to it this way, you kind of wonder, like, why did he come back? Why did he come back? Well, if this is the way he views that sort of thing, if you think about it, Rich, he he thought he was coming back to the Dolphins. He was going to Miami. It was all in place. Well, well excuse me. When he came and then back, the he knew. his lawsuit, he had, to, he had to somehow, and then it leaked out, and then he had to say goodbye so to So then he had, a, he had to retire? 
Then he had to say, I'm retiring without saying retiring. He said goodbye to Tampa. He knew. Everybody knew that that was it. He said goodbye to Tampa. He wanted to play for the Dolphins. But then he came back, though, and he played for Tampa. He had no choice. It was a retire or come back. Right. If he wanted to keep playing, it was That's what I'm saying. Why? He wanted to keep playing. And I guess he thought he he had a championship quality team in front of him. And then offensive line, the offensive line has just gotten yeah. right in front of him. He's not to protect it. And, but there's Ryan Fitzpatrick saying he's disinterested. And I'm wondering if he's sitting there thinking, this is my last year in Tampa for sure. Or is this it for him, period? I mean, it, it looks like he just doesn't have the same joy. And I yeah. know every single time we talk about this, we're always skating on that thin ice of talking about his personal life. Yeah, I, I cannot think- imagine that this doesn't creep in. Seems like that's real. Though. Okay, I don't know, man. I don't know. It is a get-right game against Carolina, and then we'll see what happens against Tam against the Ravens. And you know, I think his juices get flowing when John Harbaugh is on the other side, right? The whole country's watching, and everyone's looking past. I'm sure there'll be a lot of folks that this is a Ravens game. And then, of course, for New England fans who root for Brady, like yourself, mm-hmm. Chris. The one person you definitely want to hear from on the subject matter is Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and he has his own podcast, which I did not know. Oh, and uh, based on watch football with Ben Roethlisberger, that's the name of it? Oh, footballing with oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Apostrophe, apostrophe oh, N? Oh, and really? Apostrophe? Or? Okay. Wow. Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. Great. I think we have half of the... Uh, that's it right there. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Footballing. There you go. With Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I guess he he definitely saw Brady up close watching uh, the Steelers. And this is what Ben had to say on the subject matter. Because I was watching the game, and and to me, this is just my opinion, and Tom is the greatest. I mean, Mm. the Super Bowl rings show it and talk about it and whatever. It didn't look like he wanted to be out there. Mm. I mean, maybe it was the pressure, and he was getting hit, and the you know whatever was going on. And I remember at one point I looked down there, I was telling, I don't know if I told Jason or Brian, but I'm like, like, there's no way he's enjoying this. Mm. No way. Maybe, you know, but I, I, so I was up there like just I was enjoying being up there watching the game, yeah. but um, it just didn't look fun to him. He's not wrong. Not wrong. Doesn't, doesn't look fun. Football him. With, there's an H in there. It was like this is footballing, but balling kind of like how Foot. Pat Pat does that. You know, uh, oh, it's a down, 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 but balling, but balling, right. Balling. Because a lot of times people forget there's an H at the end of Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. yeah. So. I always do. Exactly. I get yelled at. But not in Harrisburg? That's so weird. Yeah, that no Harrisburg. Three and three. Didn't see that one coming. Nope. For Tampa. Definitely Going not. Going into week seven. Definitely not. Get right game in Carolina. Get right. They, and they need to put some points on the board because they really haven't been scoring that much either. Yeah. I agree. But... If they come out with this win at 10-9, what the hell do they care? It's a win, you walk out. I mean, I, there's things as I moral mean, victories, but there's demoralizing victories, too. I, I mean, don't think Carolina's a team that you're going to put seven, 30 up on anyway to begin with. That, that side of the ball has not been they've, been... they've been footballing. Yeah, the offense Carolina. is Carolina down, coaching. I don't think they care. Style points are 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 for later on when you're when you're. Yeah, but you want to feel good. You want to go out there, do. put you know, put four the touchdowns. Ravens, man. Put this four whole hands on subject, there. this entire subject matter that we have just discussed over the last several months. I mean, several months, several minutes. Pardon me. Is that uh, is going to be front and center for that Thursday night game? 
and the Ravens this week, coming off of that loss against the Giants, the Baltimore Ravens, oh, of course, they're hosting Cleveland. They want to eviscerate them. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Imagine send the, send the Browns to 2-5, and five, get a nice head of steam, and go down to Tampa. John Harbaugh and Brady matching wits. There you go. There you go. That's going to be on. Uh, by the way, over under on uh, Ravens Patriots promos during tomorrow night's Saints Cardinals game on the heels of the last two touchdownless weeks of of uh, of Thursday night football. Over under. Uh, uh, I I will set the promo over under at eight twice a quarter. Ooh, wow, twice a quarter. Eight and a half over oh. under. Under. Twice a quarter. Under. Oh, take the over. Take the over. Take the over. This is a big game. This will be a huge game. And this is the conversation. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be sitting in the middle of that pregame show set. He's just setting the tone for you. That's it. It's coming. I want to thank today's guests, Marg Helgenberger. I want to thank also Chris Carter. And I want to thank the aforementioned Ryan Fitzpatrick. And... Uh, and I want to thank you guys for being so supportive of my power rankings. Always, Rich. I appreciate that. We're here for you, man. Thank you for that. <laughs> he well, just came. I mean, at least I, I I made it through. What do you mean? You're over there giggling. I was trying to sell it. Well, because I knew you didn't believe it, so it was hard. <laughs> you know, laugh all you want. You didn't laugh all you want, and I'm so right. These are the top ten teams in the NFL. So Take right. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. And number nine on the list. <laughs> Even though they didn't play at all last week. See you Thursday.